0: Hey everybody, we are live. Um, so yeah. <laughs> hello and welcome to Community Manager Live. I'm David Dewald, Community Manager at Sienna. Each week we bring a collection of community professionals together to discuss a topic suggested by our audience. If you would like to chat along with us today, you can do so at the URL above my head um, and YouTube, LinkedIn, and uh, Twitter. And if you need the links to those, again, URL up above me. I can't. I can't point to the right direction today. Uh, so go there. It's like at it's wait. on your forehead, actually, yeah, right You're, here, like yeah. right now. Here. <laughs> uh, so this week we're going to talk about hiring a community manager. And for half a second there, I thought it was just going to be me and Tim and Mary slid in at the end, um, which we really appreciate you being here today. We had some other guests lined up, but uh, you know life happens. And so it's just going to be us for now. I think we will have someone that'll show up a little bit late and we'll take late rather than not at all. So, uh, all right, today's topic, um, you know, pretty straightforward. How do you go about hiring a community manager? You know, what, what should you look for in that person? What, uh, you know, talent skills, both staff skills, nunchuck skills, uh, whatever you need to get the job done. Uh, so, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, definitely, just, uh,
1: definitely prioritize the uncheck skills. Uh,
0: absolutely. You know, uh, definitely. So, so uh, Mary, I will let you introduce yourself. Then we'll bounce up to Tim. I already told you who I am. Uh, so please Mary, introduce you. Tell us, tell us who you are, what you are, and where you do it.
1: Sure. So my name is Mary Thengval. I've been involved in working with and, and mentoring and, creating developer communities uh, for about 15 years now. Um, I currently am the director of developer relations at a company called Komunda. We are a process automation and orchestration company. Um, and my team includes developer advocates, which are the more technical members of the team who are producing some of the technical content and helping with um, passing the feedback back along to product management. And and other teams. Uh, and then also community management, working with the, the community members who are usually most engaged, uh, both with their products as well as giving back to the community as a whole.
0: Tim, I'm
2: Tim McDonald, and I am the head of community at homeroom.club. Uh save you some searching um, <laughs> if you type.com in uh you won't get us um (laughs) but uh we help web 2.5 clients uh with their community strategy community platforms and uh building a tech stack build for them uh to help them meet their goals and uh like mary been doing this for a little bit of over 15 years now and uh just have had other community managers work for me been around a lot of community managers before so and involved some people in uh helping get jobs too so (laughs) all
0: right i was goofing around i put it on your
2: forehead (laughs) (laughs) i noticed that
0: (laughs) all right
2: you you never thought getting a job or hiring for a job could be so much fun right (laughs) That's,
0: that's right uh, yeah and this is a, a a tag on to our last one just to come kind of, last week we were talking about uh, what you should look for when you're looking for a job please go check out that episode uh, on, on YouTube or if you're a, a podcast listener it's uh, it's episode 20 I think 20 on uh the podcast so take a look into that and you can find out uh, what you should be looking for when you look for a job we're turning it around uh it'd be great if we had some hr managers that have hired moderators and community managers but uh those are a few and hard, far between it seems uh, i should have hit metaverse mod squad and said hey you guys hire a lot of people you want to come talk about it but i didn't think about it until like 15 minutes ago um <laughs>
2: They would have been the right people
0: to talk to. Right people to talk to. Sounds like a good. If well, listening, it's not he's too late.
2: They can just contact us, and we'll let them in. Right. <laughs> That's right.
0: Come on in. We, we will let you. Yeah. Uh, we could probably get you on today if you're if you're really quick about contacting us. <laughs> Message us in the chat. We'll see it and get you in. Um, all right. Uh, so let's let's just talk about some of the skill sets that um, you know they should be looking for. So um, you know, if if for example what what skill sets do you think are kind of important and then maybe we can deep dive in some of those that uh, a community manager should have um and uh you know i guess that's a good place to start what skills do you think are important uh for a community management manager or a community professional because you may not be a manager so i
1: can jump in come on um in. So There's a few different, uh, we call them competencies that we look for at Camunda specifically, um, that I think are likely applicable no matter what company you're at. Um, but the, the top two things that I'm looking for are, uh, someone who is good at communicating. So is able to effectively communicate with a variety of people, um, not just, their team members and coworkers, but also community members, you know, uh, on a variety of, in my case, technical abilities. Um, I'm not necessarily looking for someone who has technical or developer experience, even if it is a tech company. But in my case, I am looking for someone who is either what I call tech savvy or interested in becoming tech savvy. So they will eventually have the ability to look at and understand the overall product and be able to at least say, okay, I know the direction that you're heading in. Let me go find the right person who's able to to help you with that. So that, that communication skill is not only being able to communicate outwardly, but also being able to make those connections internally or maybe even to another community member, right? So being able to kind of look at something holistically, and understand the direction that it's heading in and then follow up from there.
2: And I think, you know, a big part of, you know, communication too, in my experience, and I think you kind of touched on this a little bit, Mary, but I call it like, you need to be a good translator, right? You need to understand not a foreign language necessarily, but it might be foreign (laughs) to, to who you're talking to or who you're communicating it to. Um, But it's like, you know, if you think about your organization, you all have terminology that anybody outside of your organization is not going to know. If you're in your industry, you're going to have terminology. Like I just went to a CMS content management system event and they were talking headless, I think. And, um... What was the other one I, I forget but um but i'm like sitting there googling all this stuff because they're using all these buzzwords that i had no freaking idea what they meant <laughs> and actually the two i looked up were pretty similar <laughs> like they like so why did we have two different names for them you know but anyway that i'm getting off track but that is like one thing that you need to be able to do well is be able to translate what you're hearing from one group, and then put it in a language that the next group you're conveying that to is going to understand. Um, a lot of times that's um, yes. internal stakeholders, different departments, mm-hmm. a lot of times that's your you know, different levels of your community or different segments of your community. Like I know Mary just mentioned she has like you know some developers, but she also has product managers, and they probably, if they're in the same organization, speak the same language but they probably have their own languages as well. <laughs> and so being able to do that, I think the other thing too, and this is one thing that I, I will qualify because I think empathy is a huge thing to be a community manager. If you're being hot hired as a moderator, I do not think having a lot of empathy is critical because if you have too much empathy as a moderator, you will spend more time. I am high in empathy, me I suck at moderation because I see both sides and I I don't want to stand on one side or the other. I want to take both sides. And so I do not make a good moderator. So somebody with a lot of empathy is probably not going to be a great moderator, but probably will be a very good community manager. Um, and I think the others, you know, I think there's a lot of soft skills involved too. It's, it's all about like, I think how, you know, how you process information, if you're willing to learn new things, if you're, you know, because reporting, I think is a huge thing, too. So being able to look at data and not just share it, but give insights on it, um, I think is a huge thing. And being able to show that you're, you know, that whole experimentation process and learning new things, you're willing to show that you failed in the past because you've taken risks to try something new. And I think that's a huge thing that I look for in people. And, you know, more often than not, it's, it's, I think when you're writing a job description, you really need to think about what the role is going to encompass and then put those traits and skills in that you're looking for, because not, this is not a typical role. I mean, we're a lot different than we were probably 10, 15 years ago in job descriptions for community managers, but If your HR department is writing the job description for you, please do not have them take a social media manager job and just cross out the word social and and media and writing community in front of manager and have all those same job descriptions because that's not what you're going to be doing. It's not the same skill set. And there might be some overlap, but you really need to be specific, just like I talked about being a community manager versus being a moderator. They're two very different things for moderators. We always had them actually be very knowledgeable on the topic that they were going to be moderating on, because if they weren't familiar, they wouldn't know what was a slang swear word and what was slang good word in that community. (laughs) And so how can you moderate if you don't have that knowledge? Obviously people can pick up and learn on it, but if you need somebody to jump in right away and own it, you really wanna make sure that they're familiar with that. And so we actually would have a test for our moderators when I was at Hubpost that they would have to take. It took like 15 minutes, we'd show them actual comments, and then they'd have to say whether they approved it or deleted it. We didn't ask them to explain why, because we wanted them to go see how, one, it was a test to see how many comments you could moderate, and two, it was to see how accurate you were. And usually we were more concerned about the accuracy and less concerned about the time, but time was critically important as well. So having those types of things in place and knowing who you're looking to hire, I think are, are very critical.
1: And I think just to jump in real quick, going back to your comment about that translation element, Tim, I think there's a lot of that that relates back, right? If you're a moderator, you need to be able to translate is this person being a troll? Are they intentionally, you know, flaming? Are they intentionally causing issues or is it a genuine question? And they just don't know, right? Like you need to be able to translate that when you're talking to um, people internally. It's not just communicating that feedback. it's, It's translating it between teams. It's translating it between community members. It's translating it between your own team, right? You need to be able to translate company messaging from your from your marketing team in a way that actually makes sense to the community and gets them excited about it. And then I think there's the the translation element also of how do we know that what the community member is asking for is actually what will be helpful, right? And that's something that we run into a lot where they go, well, if you would just you know, add this feature or change this piece of the, the program. It's like, well, but that's not actually going to solve the problem that you want to solve. What you need is this, and I will go request that on your behalf, but you don't, you don't actually want what you're asking for. And I don't like saying that, but, (laughs) (laughs) but because we know the, the software, we know the terminology, we know the, the, you know, good practices of how you should be using the product and all of that were able to translate their requests into things that actually make sense for them on a day-to-day basis.
2: Yeah. And I think you did did something else in my mind as you were talking, Mary, you know, I did mention that you need to be a good learner, but you also need to be a good educator, right? Like you need to take the information and get buy-in from other stakeholders in your organization. You need to, get buy-in from your community members and to do that you need to be educating them as well as informing them and so i think being a you know i i think i've said i i've you know i learn by teaching and i teach by learning you know and i think that's what i look for in just about anybody that i hire is they have that ability that they like to learn but they also like to teach
0: that's good that's good that's very good Sorry, I'm getting pinged left and right. So,
2: <laughs>
0: um, yeah. We, we thought you just didn't
2: have anything else to add, but I know that wasn't true.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, clearly, no, we, I mean, we covered everything about the topic and we're, we're good. This yeah, is we're good. This is and,
0: it. Then, and that's our
1: show. A <laughs>
2: 15-minute um, program today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. You know, strong strong communication, absolutely in there. And being able to, like you said, to Tim's point, to communicate to different audiences in different ways, and communicate different th- the same thing different ways, I guess because you know when you talk to your leadership, you're going to say one thing one way, but when you talk to maybe your direct manager or your uh, stakeholders in the community, you'll have a different way of saying it that makes sense to them and puts it into context for them. Um, I like to think of it as it's hierarchical. The higher up the ladder you go, the less information you share, but the information you share is highly Critical, like I mean, you know what I mean. Like the bottom of it, it's like, oh yeah, we did fifty-seven moderation things, but you know, we don't we don't need to go into the detail of how that's done. But at the top level, you might say we, you know, we moderated fourteen percent, you know, rather than the specific numbers we had to deal with fourteen percent of it, that that kind of thing. Um, for me, I think another another uh, good skill is like customer service. That I think that anybody who's ever been wants to be a community manager should work in retail at Christmas in the toy department. I think that's what I've always said Um, because, you know, I think that's the best preparation for the moderation piece of it, where you said you you don't want somebody with a lot of empathy. You will lose empathy in a hurry in in a toy department in you know, Christmas time, because, you know, it's just like, hi, you're the 475th person to ask for that toy that we've been sold out at for over three weeks. Keep a smile on, but I'm not going to help you beyond telling you we don't have it um and yeah, if you, if you ask black friday
2: shift <laughs> that's right that's right
0: and if you ask me to go to the back room and look for it i'm going to use that as a 10 minute break <laughs> i'm going to get some water go to the restroom and come back and say i'm sorry i couldn't find it anywhere
1: right and still be smiling because yes you. <laughs>
0: the whole time yeah.
1: Yeah. right uh, but i think that's a
0: second choice right but
1: the the boundary setting right i think is huge and i think that's a difficult one for hiring managers to interview for but i think it's incredibly important as people in the industry to learn how to set boundaries learn how to keep those boundaries and learn how to defend ourselves right because to a certain extent you know whether it's hey, my community is online 24-7. I am the only community manager. They're going to have to learn that, no, they don't get an answer five minutes after they post, right? right. And right. so setting those boundaries with the community, setting the expectation of, look, the more you help each other, the better off we're all going to be. I'll do my best to respond, but, but I'm not always around. And I think... I know at least for me speaking personally as as also an empathetic person who struggles with moderation making sure that I set those boundaries and then hold myself to them is is difficult um and then as a as a manager as a hiring manager looking for team members who hold themselves to their own boundaries in a respectful way of course is important as well because I'm looking for people who can be fairly autonomous in their work, right? I'm not having to look over their shoulder and make sure they're getting work done. I wanna be make make sure that my team can work a flexible schedule, right? Like if a nine to five working schedule doesn't work for you, I wanna be able to say, cool, no problem, work the hours that work best. But if then I realize you've been online for the last 24 hours straight because there was a project that you really wanted to finish or something that needed to be answered in the community. And you felt like you had to answer it right then. Like that, that's a, that's a problem for everybody. (laughs) Let's, let's not burn yourself out. Right. Let's, let's make sure that we're able to, to keep those boundaries and hold those boundaries because it's really easy to just say, Oh, just, just one more question. Or I'll leave, I'll leave alerts on, on my phone, just in case someone reaches out while I'm at dinner or whatever it is. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. And I mean, hopefully when you're hiring that person that, you know, says I can't work the schedule, I, you know, there's flexibility both ways, you know, we can be flexible with you, but maybe you have to, you know, we'll meet you in the middle, you know, so this week we can work you the late shift this, maybe I need you a little earlier next week or, you know, for covering if, if people are out for whatever reason. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. I, yeah. I am the sole person in my community as that works as a, as, as the only sole person in our community at my job like the only one with it in his title but i have teams literally globally that help you know and they help triage questions they may not have the answer but they can at least ping the people that do have the answers so it's not just me looking at the community that gives me a great deal of flexibility to say you know i quit at five o'clock on a friday and i don't come back until monday at 8, 830. And yeah. that, yeah. um, it, it still gets covered. You know, there's still coverage. You, you will still get an answer. Uh, but you know, it won't be me. It'll just be somebody else and they'll be trying to help in, in that way. So it's, it's not that flexibility of knowing that, Hey, maybe I need to stay late or I need to get up early to speak with those teams. You know, every two weeks I get up at the crack of dawn and I have a meeting with our team in India and that's just how it has to be. You know, there's, there's no way around it. It's the best time for them compared to the best time for me. Uh, It's late for them early for me. And it's the only way to make it work. So.
1: Right. Right. And that flexibility is important. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I I think to your point, oh, to your point too, David, about like the whole retail side of things, I've always found like when I'm hiring some, somebody, I would rather somebody that had like bartending experience. Retail experience in a customer facing role than I would somebody that just had a lot of online experience. And I'll say that because online, you can, I mean, it's kind of like, I mean, I hate to say this, but we have a lot of educators in the US, especially, that have been in their roles for a long time. And they kind of get numb to what they're doing. They're not excited anymore. They don't inspire the kids. They're just doing their job, right? And when you're doing mm-hmm. stuff online, it's a lot easier to hide behind the screen and not have to look somebody in the eyes and explain an issue or address a problem for them. And when you're a bartender or in a retail environment, you've had to prove in yourself over and over again in those situations and if you can do it in person i know you can do it online you know <laughs> but if you do it online doesn't mean that i know you can do it effectively online
0: <laughs> right i mean it's hard to it's hard to detect sarcasm online um you know it, it doesn't always look like sarcasm and, and that makes moderation a challenge um but you know Having that skill set, the ability to say, OK, maybe maybe they are. Or being able to ask a question in a way that's like, are you being serious or not? Um, you would get you know, from because people can do that to you face to face, too. You're not quite sure. You really mean that? Or are you just kind of pulling one on me? And uh, that that face to face interaction, I think, is so helpful. And like I said, any customer service experience is, is better than none for a community role, I think. Uh, um, even if it's even know, know, if it's you know coffee coffee whatever yeah well
1: First and i think step that's, step that's an important thing for hiring managers to remember too right i think so often and recruiters as well as we're putting out a job description you know it's well 2 plus years of experience doing this and 3 plus years of experience doing this and i think it's important especially for a role like community management to remember that the that skill set can be acquired through different jobs. And so, <laughs> sorry, snow is falling off my roof. Um, well, <laughs> but I don't I think have that it's,
2: problem in Tampa, Florida.
1: <laughs> right? I'll, I'll show you the, the wall of snow outside my window later.
3: <laughs> it's fun.
1: Um, but I think, you know, looking for looking outside of the typical, like, okay, I'm looking for someone who has had the exact title community manager, who has had the exact title of moderator, right? Like go look at customer support teams, go look at, um, you know, for developer advocates and things. I look for like pre-sales engineers or solutions architects, right? People who are used to hopping in, solving those problems, figuring things out for people and who have that ability to, you know, continue to smile even though it's frustrating and continue to try and solve the problem and continue to translate and continue to help the customer understand what's going on. And so I think figuring out, you know, here's the the qualities that I'm looking for and the tasks that this person is responsible for. If those are tasks that you can teach, great. They don't mm. have to have the the exact community management experience. If you're looking for a more senior person, of course, you're probably going to be looking for that, that title experience at other companies. But otherwise, letting yourself look outside of the box sometimes helps increase the number of applications you're going to get and the, the type of response you're going to get from potential candidates.
0: Yeah. Um, how important do you think like marketing and maybe branding would be for you know a community role? you know, having that experience of, of maybe working within a certain guidelines for a brand. I know that, uh, you know, companies will go through changes every few years usually, and they'll, they'll change up how their branding works. And as a community person, usually they don't take the community into uh, account when they do that. So, um, you know, they'll they'll say, Oh, we're going to completely rebrand our homepage. And then like you as a community manager, like having to get in there and go, Hey, what about the community? You know, we, we should match the branding. We need, we need to be part of this conversation. Um, and, you know, you got to kind of jump in and do it. And then once the guidelines are set, you know, they've branded a front end. And that doesn't always easily translate to another platform. And you've got to interpret it and make it work. And maybe that's the community manager. Maybe that's on your design team. But just understanding it, you think, you think that's valuable and having the ability to market too, to the community. Those are related, but somewhat different. But I'm just curious what your thoughts on our, our those are. Tim, anything?
2: Well, I definitely think that there's some value there, right, Um, you know, for some of the points you brought up, um, but I also think that it depends on where this role in community is sitting in your organization, Um, because you might be in marketing, right, community might be part of your marketing team, and so understanding that and having that background is going to be critically important. If you're more in, like, customer service realm or customer support realm then probably having more less of the marketing aspect and more of the customer service or customer experience is going to be more important right um but i do think i mean i actually you know have you know earlier in my career i was mostly in sales and project management and then i got into customer service and Outside sales, and then I got into marketing, and <laughs> I was like doing a little bit of marketing, but it was community management too. And then I got into a strictly community role, like when I was at Hub Post, but I still used what I learned in marketing to help bring people into our community, right? Like, I had nothing to do with our social media at Hub Post but I use my personal social media to help people get into our comments and get on air as guests. Um, and so it's understanding those concepts of how to do that outreach and how to attract people and how to find people and search for people that I think is critically important that you might not know if you didn't have a marketing type of background, especially online marketing, I'm gonna say, for most you know, most community roles, um, you know, th- that can be very helpful. Um, but I, I really do think it comes down to the, the type of role it is and where you sit in your company as far as how much emphasis you put on that.
1: I think also it's important for from the community management side to understand what that branding change might mean for the members of your community, because there might be times when your community is very attached to a particular mascot or very attached to a particular colorway or, right? Like, <laughs> no, but this is this is who we are. What do you mean it's changing? And so yeah. I think
0: yeah.
1: even more importantly than just, hey, we need to reflect the branding of the, the homepage as well. The reason why you need to be involved in those conversations is because it impacts your community and it impacts the how the community feels about the company. And so I think to me, that's part of that internal education is reminding people when you need to be a part of conversations. Um, We had a company that I worked at years ago that had a, a, I'll call it a bad habit. I was going to say interesting habit, but it was a bad habit of uh, releasing a new version of the product and not telling the DevRel team until that was released. And it might be a minor fix or a minor change, but it would be like, oh, hey, by the way, this got pushed today. And we were like, Wait, Hello, what? patch like, notes." Right, like this needs to be communicated. We need to give the, the community a heads up about this, especially when it's, you know, oh, hey, we're making this change that technically it's a breaking change, but you know, it only impacts mm-hmm a handful of people. I'm like, yes, but th- that handful of people is a very loud, very opinionated handful of people. Like, We right? need a heads up. You've got right. to communicate that. We need to involve them in those conversations. So I think some of that is just educating your coworkers about where do you need to be involved that they might not be thinking about. And then translating back to the who do you hire as a result of that, making sure that the people that you're hiring are comfortable speaking up, and making sure that they are heard and aren't going to just be like, hey, hey, I'm raising <laughs> my hand over here, but oh, it's fine. You don't want to listen? That's okay. It's like no, you you need to be able to stand your ground and explain why this is a, as important as it is.
2: You know, this is like bringing up another skill that I don't think we we addressed is you need to be a good networker, right? Like you need to understand how to network with people. And if somebody can show that they've had activity in a community before or in another organization before or just in their local community, that they're an active networker, that is gonna show me something that they're interested in going out and learning who everybody is in that community. And that is so important because Mary, what you just described and David, what you brought up is like, If you you as a community manager don't know who everybody in your organization is that you need to go to and form relationships with them, you're not going to have that line of communication to have these conversations, to let them know that the community voice needs to be heard here, or here's the input from the community with what you're doing. And you need to show to me as a hiring person that you're open to be able to network and meet new people that you don't know currently in order to do this job effectively in my organization.
0: Yep. We're going to bring uh, Jeremy. Jeremy made it. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy. So so we have a question from our audience uh, that I'll toss up, and I think this is perfect timing. So Jeremy, since you don't know what we're talking about and what we've been talking <laughs> about, you can just segue right into this and it will look like you was meant to be. Uh, so in here from Mohammed, uh, what is the key difference that, uh, he should write or say for a junior CM to get me an interview or a job? Um, man, that's broad <laughs> so much. Um, honestly, you know, you, you, have to stand out, you, you know, that, um, and find the ways to, to do that. And the, the. What you should, and I think Tim said this last week when we were talking about um, when you're looking at jobs, is that you should really tailor your resume to the job you're being hired to for. So, I mean, that may mean 15 jobs, 15 resumes, but just make sure that when you do this, your skill set and what you're talking about matches their requirements. Um, And be creative. You know, if somebody says, you know, do you have any, you know, good good dealing with the, the public you know customer service experience it doesn't have to be as a community manager it can be as a barista or uh you know retail or it can be whatever as long as you face to face with a customer you can leverage that skill set and so much of what we do as community managers um and community professionals relies on so many different skill sets um
2: I and mean, i will i want to i want to throw this out there david okay yeah it's like so important like your barista like you know, working at Starbucks and customer service, they don't care how many cups of coffee you poured in an hour, right? They wanna know how many, they wanna tell a story about why customers always came in and asked for you to be their barista. Tell stories about how you've helped improve the customer service at that store by X percent over your tenure there. You know, those are the skills that you want to emphasize if you're going for a community manager role, not like how effective you were at, at making lattes, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and if yeah, all else fails, all you else can have is... your resume printed on a cake and deliver it to their HR office. <laughs> that will no, be the Cupcakes, cronuts. <laughs> 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 no, I'm kidding. Um did you have any thoughts, Jeremy, since you're, you're here? Put you on the spot.
3: Yeah, if Mohammed wanted to reach out to a junior CM to get an interview or a job in community management, I think, yeah, I think job search is a combination of like networking, research and deep knowledge of like the companies you're interested in and then uh, just applying. Like, and if you do any one of those three like too much you're going to kind of fall off kilter and like finding a job is a full-time job so you want to be meeting people telling them about asking them like what's your day-to-day like I would hope to be like you someday connect with people who have the titles that you want uh and ask them where they see the gaps in your skill set what can you do to kind of get there Um, and then also networking your way to referrals is like super important because there are a lot of incentives for people to bring great people on at their companies and uh, I think that if you build those relationships in an authentic way and really look for uh, advice you can really just learn a lot it's super fun honestly like as community managers we're all about people and when you're building your brand and who you want to be as a professional you can do it through conversations and like light experiments to figure out like, okay, do I actually know what this job is? Like, what are you doing each day? How, how do you feel when you wake up when you have this role? Um, Cause once you, you put a lot of work into getting the job. And then once you get the job, you actually have to do the job and like enjoy it. So
2: right.
3: it's like, <laughs> so networking and conversations, researching companies and like finding a company that aligns with your values. Like, are you, excited about the product that really helps you get up in the morning and do the work Um, and then finally uh, actually applying and the that advice around a custom resume for each role yes you want to be able to show those transferable skills i worked in political organizing government and did the peace corps before moving into community management for software companies and i had to show that you know, when I was doing this work on political campaigns, it's the same thing. I'm rallying people around a cause, but the way different industries talk about this work is different language. And you need to use language that will tick the boxes when they're doing like behavioral based interview uh, prompts and, and doing all of their reporting. So that's my hot take on career and job search. It's no, all good. through trial and error. I think every rejection you learn something and just don't take it personally. The worst thing that can happen is you don't get the job and people say no. But on the, every step of the way, if you build good relationships and, and, you know, try to be warm, competent, an advisor, have fun, uh, reflect, pause, write out and think about your answer and show them how, how great it will be to work for, with you on a project to solve their problem.
0: Yeah. And if you don't get a job, don't be afraid to ask why. You know just reach out and say is there any feedback from the hiring managers or whoever you're interviewed with about things that maybe um they were they're concerned with that i wasn't quite there or is, you know whatever presentation anything uh the worst they can say is no we won't talk to you i guess the worst is they don't reply but um you know give them that ability to give you feedback and maybe you can find where you were weak maybe in the interview process that you can improve on um you know i'm going to bring this back up from andy belford andy i'm a ex i'm an ex gaming community manager uh, and he's always interesting to hear from non-gaming cm desired skill sets. it's not much different um the moderation's a whole lot easier you know you don't deal with the you don't deal with you know gamers <laughs> you know <laughs> no one there's less anonymity in the b2b world in the b2c world is usually you know who you're talking to um i think that it, there's not that much obviously Gaming gaming is its own thing and you have to understand gamer culture, but that's it. I think that's really the only difference between gaming and non-gaming community managers. And well, I'm oversimplifying.
1: No, but I think that's an important thing to remember, right? Like I've said for a long time, developer relations is community management for a technical community. So like the only reason that we have developer advocates in addition to community managers is because we need the people with the knowledge of how do we speak to these individuals, right? So if you're a community manager for a photographer community, you're gonna need to be a photographer or at least be up to speed on the terminology and what people are looking for and things like that, right? So I think having that that specialty of here's the thing I'm really passionate about or I'm interested in is helpful in in getting that job or showing that you can learn those new skills and really focus on, on bringing those things um, up during the interview and stuff like that. Um, I think from my perspective in the, from the hiring manager side of things, if you're looking for a more junior community manager and actually whoever you're looking for, whatever level you're looking for, the more specific you can be in the job description, the better. Because if you can say, Hey, we're looking for someone with these skills, right? This equivalent experience. Um, here's some of the projects you're going to initially be working on and things like that. I've found, especially recently, that that helps eliminate some of the people who aren't either aren't as qualified or who thought it was a different type of role, right? Because I know when I was first looking for community manager roles, it was everything from, and Tim, you mentioned this a little bit earlier, but everything from social media to like, you work the front desk at a condo building and you're the community manager for the condos. And it's like, well, it's not what I'm looking for. Yeah. <laughs> right? those, are so still, those are
2: still prevalent here in the Tampa area if you oh, search
1: yeah. everywhere. 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 Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the and, more specific you, know, you can be, the better right. it is for everybody.
0: And and to just bring up here for Andy, um, gaming CNs these days are more about the engagement through content, UGC, uh, user generated content, so that you know what UGC is. Uh, and you know more customer service focus, uh, and less about the customer service focus of the discipline. Yeah, they're definitely advocates internally. I agree with that. Um, you know, but I'll say this, Andy. It's it's been this way since day one. Community is is where is the is the you know is the lightning rod. It's where it all starts in gaming. It started in gaming online. Every, you know, that's kind of where it started, and it just it's always a step ahead of the rest of the world. And then once the rest of the world figures out, oh, hey, wow, gaming's got this thing down pat, but maybe we should try communities for our business. You know, that's how it's always been. And I think it's how it always will be. And I see it where I am. We are now moving more towards uh, engagement through content. So we do more videos and we do more live webinars with smaller, you know, crowds. And we're looking for more user-created content from inside our company to push out to the world. So I think it's it's just one of those things where you know gaming will blaze the trail and everybody else will catch on and, and get in there. So and totally I'm, I'm,
2: I'm just laughing because as I read Andy's comment, I'm thinking this is what web three communities are all about. <laughs> <laughs> yes. High engagement hype. And user generated content, you know, that's what they're all about.
0: <laughs> what is that? Pump and dump uh, rug pull. No, I'm thinking of something else. It must be something else. Sorry. I'm just kidding. So yeah. Okay. So yeah, he's old school like me. <laughs> Very good. Uh, so uh, let's see other skill sets. What have we covered? We've covered uh, communication skills, customer service skills, marketing, Oh, analytics. We haven't talked about analytical skills. You know, you can't prove that you're an awesome community manager and God, we trust all others bring data, you know, <laughs> so, you know, uh, so let's talk about that analytical being able to not only understand the data that you're looking at, but be able to present it in a way where those that aren't in the know can understand it and it's meaning the meaningful for them. Can you, can you guys talk about that a little bit, Jeremy, you're new, I'm picking on you again. Can you speak to, you know, analytics and... and
3: Yeah, no, I, I always love joining these. It's fun and informal. I, uh, <laughs> I would say this is a muscle that I've had to build over time, uh, especially working at private and publicly traded companies. There is a huge emphasis on tying everything back to return on investment. Because when the leaders are looking at the business and what levers they need to pull to make adjustments, that's kind of the bottom line, really. And um, I think that in terms of analytics, I've, you know, I have college level stats under my belt. Like I, I, I can do math. I'm not, there's just a lot of solutions out there. And I think beyond just what you hope to measure, it's about being able to manage stakeholders and expectations and getting people together Around and agreeing on what you're measuring at the tactical, at the community, and then at the business level. So, what are you doing every day and why? And is it effective? How are your members gaining value? And then, how is the business seeing an impact on the bottom line? And that takes a lot of work in itself. It's a whole skill set to translate what you're doing to every department in the company that has different goals and are also trying to show the leadership that they are impacting the bottom line, right? So how do you, one, get infused and, like, speak their language? Speak the language of a product team. Speak the language of a marketing team. Speak the language of a support team or a customer success team. Again, I'm talking about software companies. And uh, how do you... um, Take everyone along for the ride. And if you're measuring and creating dashboards and reporting on stuff, are they all clear on how you're getting those numbers and what a shift in those numbers are? What is the benchmark you hope to hit? How close are you to hitting it? Um, These are things that you would need resources to do. And that's actually interesting. Like when you're vetting and like looking at different roles if the team hasn't really thought about, okay, like, do we have a dedicated engineer or like a data analytics person or like even a tool in place or in mind to like centralize and like make these insights accessible to other parts of the business? Like, will your community be integrated with the system of record that tracks the customers? Will your community be integrated in like the marketing tool where they track, like who's seeing stuff and who's joining If that's not even part of the conversation, you could probably be like, oh, well, I don't know if I'm going to be set up for success at this job because nobody's going to have visibility on what I'm doing and I'm going to be in a silo and then at some point. So it's a combination of like knowing how to do math and like knowing about numbers and like knowing about what tools are out there to help you track community engagement. And then also it's about building relationships and like getting people united around why you should track it, how to track it, and clear on like what's in it for them, basically too.
0: Again. Mohammed came back Muhammad with a question. I just want to share it real quick. <clears throat> he wants to know if it's okay to put three years' experience as a civil engineer uh, and okay to re- mention that on a CV for a gaming community. Um, I did answer him kind of in the chat, but I want to just share out here as well. Yes, but you can absolutely have that on there, but make sure you connect it to the the, the requirements of the job. If they're asking for a particular skill set,
2: analytics is yeah. a great tie into this, right? Yeah, I know. Your that's, attention that's detail is, and as a civil engineer, and how yeah. many how many you know projects did you do with without having an audit done on you, or or passing audits, or something like that? You know, I mean, those are things that are definitely transferable.
0: Yeah. I and mean, I think gaming community,
2: community. Just, <laughs> it was like a great tie in to what we're talking about. Yeah.
0: And and being a gamer and he says he's been a gamer since he was a kid. I think um, being a gamer there is still the opportunity as a gamer to be a volunteer moderator. And yeah, you're not getting paid, but you're getting experience. And any of us that have been moderator or community managers for more than 20 years um, and you know, I can point to Rich Millington as one. Um, he was a gaming community manager, and he turned it into a business of helping other communities or other companies build communities. Uh, Rich Millington is of FIFA B. He was a gaming community manager as well. Um, and so that's how we got our start is we either built our own communities or we volunteered for someone and helped them build it. And we converted that into jobs. It's just, you know, so there's always the possibility that you could have a day job and do this as a side thing in the evenings. Um, there's companies like metaverse mod squad. They just hire moderators and you can probably get an entry level there and learn the moderation side of the house and either move up with them or branch out and, you know, be, be a consultant. That's an opportunity too to be a community consultant or, you know, work at a company like I do. I work for a giant hardware software company and, um, you know, there's, there's plenty of places to do that.
3: So, and
1: I think even bringing up like, hey, I've been a gamer since I was a kid.
3: Yeah. Here's the yeah. various
1: chats I've been involved in. Maybe I haven't been an official moderator, but here's the things that I've observed. Here's the things that I've participated in. Here's the times when I've, you know, helped someone else in the community. Right. And being able to point back to those things, because I think just saying, oh, I'm, I'm a gamer too. It's like, well, that's great. You know, the the community and the software and the persona, but the more that you can point to the the types of things that you would be doing as a part of that job, the more relevant that experience is going to be.
2: And I think, as, <laughs> you know, when you're looking to hire somebody, I think the important thing here, and I see this so many times, like companies are so specific about what tools they use. And then you have experience on those tools. To me, as somebody hiring Practically, I don't care as long as you can show that you have experience over a, a variety of tools if you've used that particular one or not. Because it doesn't matter, like, if you're managing a community platform, it really doesn't matter which one you've done before because you know how they work. <laughs> They're That's all right. very similar. I mean, yeah. they do have different ones. I mean, you know, depending on what your focus is, but some are based at more on forum-based Some are based more on learning management skills, some are learned on, you know, some other things. So it's all about like, you know, not the actual name of the tool, but the fact that you understand the tool. And I think what I, you know, when I've looked to hire people before, you know, I think that, really the the best case i see is for people that show me how they've reported their value and i think jeremy did a good job at describing the the three levels that you need to look at you know with what are your daily tactics what are the community outcomes and then how does that impact the business um those are like if you can tie that in and list that on a on a on a Job description of what you're looking for. I think that's more important than the actual tool set that you're looking for. Um, but I also think it's it's great to understand that I'm hiring somebody that understands not only the number values and understanding the numbers, but also how they can interpret those numbers and come up with suggestions either why we should continue doing this, why we should stop doing this, or changes that we should make in order to see if this might make a difference in the outcome that we're getting. And I also believe that the other really critical element here is how do you qualify, you know, your metrics, you know, how do you share like things that aren't quantifiable and how do you get those? These are more the things that aren't going to go to your C level, you know, necessarily, but they're going to go to getting everybody else, the other stakeholders, your team more engaged with what you're doing. And so I think looking for those examples, I think on a job are more critical than you saying that you have experience with this tool. Because if you only have experience with one, you know, I, I'm going to be a little bit more leery to somebody that had multiple experiences because you're going to be so vested in just what that one tool provided instead of showing me, like when I first started at Post, I had zero tools to be able to use. So it was me actually creating my own reports on a, I, I, when I first started, because we were a startup, I did it on a daily basis, you know? At our company now, we do reports for our clients, but internally we're a very small scrappy startup, right? And so we don't have a tool to measure what all of us are doing. But every week we do that rosebud thorn, you know, report to show what we're working on, to explain what we're working on, to to actually give some insights of what we need help on, you know what we what we might be able to do if we tried this. It's our chance to give ideas, but also to share what we're not doing right and why we think it, it didn't work right and whether we should continue or just stop it. I think those are so so much more critical to me than than the tools that so many job descriptions have on them.
0: I agree. I totally agree with yeah, that. Yeah,
3: i like to say that at the end of the day, community management is about people and relationships. So it's like Content, conversations, people,
0: connections, is a whole
3: but uh, and the technology and the experience is almost secondary. So in my mind, I can learn any piece of software. I can set up any kind of report with the right support and the right team and I can crunch numbers like I can do all of that. I think it's the strategy piece is so essential and you're looking for people who can touch on like multiple skills in one given work day and are comfortable with that and comfortable with ambiguity too because it is very you never know what what i kind of like about these types of roles is that you never know there's always something new it's like never a dull moment and like it's uh it works for me so it's also thinking about okay do you do you want that in a job like it's not always very predictable what's going to happen because
2: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's another <laughs> skill. That's another skill set. Are you the comfortable being uncomfortable?
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Oh
0: yeah. We
1: have a we have an exercise that we do sometimes at Comundo that kind of walks through some of the um, elements that you might find in a job, and so we have people rank them from like this is you know I absolutely have to have this in my job to like yeah that's all right. And one of the items is routine. And it's funny because this is an exercise that we use across the entire company. And so the teams that like very highly value routine are sometimes at odds with the teams who are like, no, if you put routine at the very top, like we're, we can't hire you. You aren't going to be a good fit for this role. And so it's always funny to talk to hiring managers from different teams to be like, which, which one is your, like, if this isn't the top, this is not going to work kind of a deal. But if <laughs> someone puts routine at the very top, I'm like, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I you're that, not going to be doing the same thing every day. There's going to be a couple no, things that you always have to do. Yeah, I was going to say, there's like,
0: going to be some things that are very consistent. You know, I have a, I have a post that I do on Monday. It's always on sure. Monday, you know, <laughs> but sure, sure. you know, after I get that post done, who knows <laughs> Yeah, what's like, next exactly. you know let's go through she the email starts and see out with routine then be.
2: goes falls off the clip after that yeah. right?
0: well really what happens yeah. is like i open my email and then it's like easter eggs you just never know <laughs> what's going to be in the basket so people um, get very
3: passionate about community and it's uh it could be a lot
0: <laughs> yeah. I I do agree with uh, with Tim. I think that if you've ever worked on a community platform at all ever, then you can easily adapt to another platform. More than one is better. Um and there's also a risk if you get too involved in one platform that you're stuck on it and what it, well that's kind of kind of what happened to me. Fortunately, it was a bad. I was I was so into Jive that that's kind of what I was known for. Like I was you know if, if the platform didn't do what i wanted to i knew exactly how to develop a tool for jive that would do what i wanted to, to do and then jive disappeared just almost literally overnight um you know out of nowhere jive said all right we're shutting down we're, we're going to sell the external part of it over to this company we're going to sell the internal community part of it to this company and um yeah you just got to deal with those people now we're out of here and and, uh, you know, the internal one, as far as I know, is still running as as a Jive instance. It may not be called Jive anymore. But, um, you know, the external part of it is gone. You know, it, it went to lithium. Lithium isn't even lithium anymore at this point. You know, they've been bought. So, so just just have that flexibility. I will literally sign up for every new social media community platform that I can find and just or at least get a demo so that I understand what's happening behind the hood. Um, so that I'm familiar. So if it does come up and somebody says, hey, how do I do this? Or have you used this platform? What do you know about it? I'll have a, an, an over an understanding of it, um, you know, just so that I can, you know, be able to adapt whatever I'm saying to maybe what I think the platform can do. So it's just, you know, if you can do that, do that. You know, there's nothing, they'll, everybody will give you a demo, you know, if you ask. And sometimes you can sign up for a free account and try it for a few days. So... You know do that too if you can and that'll get you that kind for, of experience. a new
2: platform yesterday <laughs> there you
0: go so
3: i know i i felt that way when the metaverse and i know we're almost at time but when the metaverse was getting so much hype i was like i need to just get an oculus and go into this thing and like understand how it works yeah i was yep. pretty mm-hmm. underwhelmed but yeah. at least i know what it is now and like i yeah. i can go into all these different metaverse because out- there was like oh community same thing with NFTs. I was like, I'm gonna go on a Discord and like understand how Discord works and like join an NFT community. And yeah, it, I was like, oh okay, like it's 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 yeah. We might have yeah, to host one of these
0: in the metaverse sometime. Fun. You know?
3: it's fun. It's fun. It's like you can look at all the bells and whistles and like think about applications, and it's just great to be up to date on the latest technology. I think technology is a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I'm that way too. So, I love we should checking. we
3: should
2: we should celebrate Community Manager Appreciation Day on Monday in the Metaverse. Yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> you know me coming up with big ideas in two days to plan it. <laughs> no,
0: yeah. That's all right. I was like, I'm going to do something for CMAD this year. I'm not doing anything for CMAD this year, and I started talking about it last year. So, you know, I just couldn't couldn't get all my ducks lined well, up. I, up I
3: appreciate all of you.
0: Well, we do appreciate everybody that comes on as a guest. You have to deal with me. That's one challenge to get through. And then you have to talk about stuff that you don't know what I'm going to bring up. So uh, that's not true. You guys usually know in advance what we're talking about. So I'm good about that. Um, I do thank everybody that came today. Let's just kind of go around again, and just uh, since Jeremy didn't get to introduce himself, he'll get he'll get to say something on his way out. Um, so, just tell us uh, who you are and and what you do, where people can connect with you if they want to talk to you more about some of the stuff you said or ask questions, um, you know, that kind of thing. So, uh, Jeremy, we'll go yes, to you sure. first.
3: Uh, I'm Jeremy. I had to join a little late today, but so great to see everyone. I am a community builder for b2b software companies around the bay area and i can be reached on twitter and my handle is right below mary
1: sure i uh, really enjoyed talking through this today i'm the director of developer relations at a company called comunda uh, you can find me on twitter mary underscore grace
2: tim and i'm tim uh head of community at homeroom and you can find me on twitter at McDonald, or if you prefer linkedin just search Tim A. McDonald.
0: <laughs> there you go. Uh, and I'm David Dewald, uh, community manager. You can find me at historian on Twitter, historian on LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> I think I'm V underscore historian on Instagram, if that's your thing. Um, but I do want to thank uh, our guests, Mary and, and Jeremy and, and uh, my co-host, Tim, for joining. Uh, thank you to our audience, especially Andy and Mohammed, who joined us for questions and comments. I love that. Uh, if you enjoyed this, please like and subscribe on the platform of your choice. Uh, if you would like to be a guest on an upcoming episode or have a topic you would like us to cover, head over to, let me pop that up on screen so I don't have to say it, our website. And then right in the bottom right corner there's going to be a little pop-up that you can hit and just send in a little form. Uh, If you prefer an audio-only version, we do a podcast version of this on just about every platform out there, and you can subscribe. And if you feel like giving us a review there, that would be wonderful. Thank you again to everybody, and we'll see you next week when we're going to be talking about communities specifically for community managers so it's kind of meta community for community managers and that would be a good place if you're job hunting to go and talk with other community managers and learn more because we like to talk and we like to share and we like to make everything better for everybody especially other community managers this is the only profession i've been in where competing company community managers will get together and talk and share tips even though they're competing against each other in the market because that's just how community managers are. So please join us. It's going to be a great conversation. We're going to have a lot of people. Uh, Some of our European folks are going to be joining in and I'm rambling on. So I will just call it a good stream. Thank you everybody for joining us. We'll see you next week.